Blog Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com But remember us today and what you called and chose us to do. 
Help us to get it right with you. For, Father, we realize hell enlarges itself daily. Hell is real. And, Lord, it's not a place any of us desire to go. We want to go back with you when you come. And, Father, heaven is a special place. And help us to be special people. The God that we can enter into the special place of heaven. Help us all this morning. In the name of Jesus, we stand in the need of you. Father, many think that we need this and we need that, but, Lord, we need you today. We need a spirit of obedience. Father, we need a spirit of follow-through. We need a spirit of studying your word, a, a spirit of prayer, and not for just what concerns us, but, Lord, what concerns you is what we want to be praying for according to your word, according to what we believe your will on earth to be done is today, O oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus. We need you right now. We can't make it without you. And, Father, we bind up every evil and hindrance and negative spirit that's coming our way. We cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you would rebuke the devourer for our sake today in the name of Jesus. We love you this morning. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise for there's none like you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you today. We thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, Father, we bring those that are sick before you this morning. Ask that you would heal today as only you can do in the name of Jesus. Father, you heal every manner of sickness and disease, and there's nothing too hard for you to do. Father, many of your people are suffering. Help today. Heal right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we bring those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. Father, we bring children before you. Every blog talk host, teaching and preaching Jesus, leading others to you through your son. We bring widowers and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people everywhere, praying in the name of Jesus. We bring preachers before you everywhere, O oh God, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father, we ask this morning that you would bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Bless America and the leadership of America, O oh God. Have mercy this morning. Have mercy, Lord. Help us, Lord, to come back to you wholeheartedly. Help us to forget about ourselves and focus on you today as Americans in the name of Jesus. For if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive the sins, and heal the land. Help us today, O oh God, to seek your face, to turn from our wicked ways, to pray more in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need the land of America healed. We need the minds of the people healed. For the enemy has snatched many of the minds of the people. And, Lord, we're chasing after other gods. We don't re realize that you're still the God of all. Help us this morning in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you. We give you glory this morning, honor and praise, for you alone are worthy. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you. We thank you. Can't say thank you enough. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. Father, speak to your people. Feed them until they won't no more. Lord, help blinded eyes to come open today. 
help deaf ears to come open. Again, Father, we ask for holy boldness, that we will speak the truth, that your people will be set free. We ask all of this this morning in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you right now. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank God today. That just keep ringing. I can constantly hear that this morning. If my people, all glory to you, God, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive the sins, and heal the land. We all need our land healed this morning. Yeah. I need my land to be healed. There's so much going on. I see so much. I know that the enemy has snatched the minds of the people. There's no way the world should flip upside down. But it's flipping, it flipped upside down because the enemy snatched the mind of the people. And he's, he got them like a yo-yo. And he tell their mind this and they do that and they do this and they're all evil. Yeah. Because the devil come but to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm reminded it was Jesus that come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So today we're going to be talking about without holiness, no man shall see God. The enemy done tricked many people to thinking that God just accepts any old thing. God don't accept any old thing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Even when he hung out with the publicans and the sinners, when he hung out with the thieves and the prostitutes and all those kind of people, he didn't accept it. What happened, anytime you meet Jesus, you cannot remain the same. Those people changed. Anytime you meet Jesus, you're going to change. When I met him, I changed. I could no longer remain the same. I could no longer remain the dope lady. I could no longer remain the fornicator, the adulteress, the liar, the thief, the cheater. I could no longer remain those things because I had met the risen Savior, the son of the true and living God that have all power. A change had to come about, and it started from the inside. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. Oh, I feel all right right there. And when he got through, I could see the change in myself. I didn't even look the same to me anymore. You know how when you're in the world, you follow worldly fashions. Some of us, we follow fashions from France and, and, and Italy and, and, you know, overseas New York fashion and this and that. You know, we, we want to be what they call high maintenance and all the foolishness is what it is. We don't want to rankle. We don't want to get old. All kind of foolishness. Because every year that God blessed me to be alive is a year of wisdom for me. To teach me something great. But we don't want what God has in store for us. See, he had a plan for man. He so loved us. He had a plan for man. He brought Adam and put Adam into a garden. Look what he did. A beautiful place, I'm sure. Nobody have the taste like God has it. 
He's got great taste. Taste so great, we couldn't imagine all of his great taste. So I'm believing that garden was just beautiful. Water falls and it's just flowing and oh my goodness. And he said it wasn't good for man to be alone, so he brought about a woman. He brought this woman out of the rib of the man. And he wanted them to be fruitful and multiply. He wanted them to bring about more people. Because he had a purpose and a plan for people, for us. Nothing evil, all beautiful. He wanted us to taste and see that he was good. And he only had good intentions for us. But that evil one come along and tempted the woman and she fell into temptation. So it fell on all of us. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He didn't say, well, Eve done did it wrong, and Adam followed what she did. I'm going to punish them, but I'm going to kill them, and, and there will be no more people on the earth. He didn't do that. Hallelujah. But what he did do is this. He found a way to redeem us back to him. See, because even in the garden, he wanted it to be holy because he's holy. He wanted it to be clean unblemished, untouched. Only right would prevail. Only good would come out the deal. But because we allow the enemy to trick us, and that's what's going on today, the enemy is tricking many of us because we think that God accepts any old thing, but again, God does not just accept any old thing. He will allow it because he won't come against your will. Because before you was born, he had a purpose and a plan for your life. And he's patiently waiting that we get it right with him. That's from the preacher to the newborn baby in the church. That's everybody. That's even for those who have not been born yet. So we got to stop playing with God and, and, and giving him 5% and 3% and all of this. We got to stop. We got to stop thinking about it the way we want to think about it. We got to run to the word because there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And today, if we're not living by faith, I don't know what to tell you. Because, and the just shall live by faith. We got to believe this word. We got to believe that without holiness, no man shall see God. We got to believe that God so loved us that he redeemed us back to himself. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever will believe on him won't perish but have everlasting life. He gave us a gift after the instructions. The instruction says to believe on him. And the reward is we'll have eternal life. What is holiness? Clean. What is holiness? No no evil thoughts, no evil doings, no evil. A place where God can come and reside. A place where he can be comfortable and free. Holiness. 
And for me and every believer, it should be a way of life. It should be the way that we live our lives. We don't condone wrongdoings. We we don't talk prejudice talk. We don't come against people because of their skin color. I see a lot of that today. And talking about, oh, well, the devil is a fool. And will make a fool out of you if you allow him to. We don't just let children get away with any old thing. We train up children in the way they should go, and when they get old, they won't depart from it. Because if you don't, the police is going to take care of them at a later date. And God gave us a manual to raise children. I used to say it too. Well, you didn't come with no manual, but the devil is a lie. My children came with a manual. I had to get in the book and study the manual to know how to bring them up in the way of holiness. Yeah. God has a purpose and a plan for each of us. And if we want what he got, he, 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 he'll give it to us. Oh, uh, yeah. And it will be all right in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to the scriptures, and uh, afterwards I'm going to play a song because this morning starting off, it, it tried to act up. So I had to just go ahead and pray, and then we'll move on. So, look, I'm looking this morning at Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And I'll be jumping and skipping down, but it says in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, to, lay, to let us lay aside, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the often finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Do you hear that? Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Listen, we're going to jump down to... Uh, 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, that's not me. God didn't inspire me, but he did inspire man to write this for us. And if we pay close attention to his word, we're going to be better off. Things will come, but we'll be able to stand. No matter what come our way, we will be able to stand. And after standing, we'll be able to stand some more because we're standing on the solid foundation, the word of Almighty God who have all power. The reason why a lot of us suffer so and go through at our own hands because we're suffering for the sake of the flesh. We're not suffering for the sake of Jesus. As the world said, we can't get it twisted. I've got to know my suffering is for him because if I suffer with him, I'm going to reign with him. 
I got to bear the cross with him because must he bear that cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. But we got to wake up. We've been sleeping too long. We have been accepted in and every old thing, even in the house of God. I'm going to play a clip this morning uh, of a preacher that's sharing, and I, I, I want your opinion on it, and I want to hear what you have to say about it. Because I'm telling you, we got to get it right with Almighty God, who have all the power. Oh, yeah, we got to get it right with him. And we need to do it now, because the hour is far spent. And we know not a day, not an hour when he will return. And we don't want him to return and we are in our shortcomings, talking about what some slick preacher done told us or what somebody else said, and they said it was in the scripture, but we never went to look for ourselves. And we never really, when we pick up the book, we don't never really pray and ask God to help us with the study to understand. Because, see, in this hour, I can't be seeking man. I got to seek God. I can remember, Shante, we, we lived in a place called Willowwood. And she lived upstairs in the building next door, and I lived downstairs in the building next door. And everything I began to tell her, she would run upstairs. <laughs> and when she would go home, she would run up the steps, get her Bible, and research it to see if I told her the truth. I was like, well, my goodness. Well, she was older now. And uh, in a minute, she had turned 28. And she had been to college, played basketball, yada, yada, yada. But now she's a woman, and she's trying to feel her way. But she want God in the way she want God. She want to know God for herself. She don't want to know him after my talking. Am I teaching her? She want to know that this is right, this is real, because, you know, they teach you to do research in school. Everything is basically research. All the old stuff you learn from your parents and all of that, they tell you to go research everything. So she researching the scriptures to see whether it be of God. And she found out I was telling her the truth. But even in your research, you got to be prayerful. Because that devil twists things around. That devil have people cussing and talking about they and God and God and them. No, 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 no. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things has passed away, and behold, all things have become new. But I want to share this this morning. When we come to God, we must continue in prayer. Don't give up and don't give in. We must continue in faith. I don't care what it looks like, what it feel like, what it sound like. Continue to walk by faith, believe in God. Because as you continue on, trials going to come, hurt going to come, pain going to come. Even sometimes you have to cry. But guess what? Hold on. I know it's a rocky ride. I know it looks like nothing is going to happen. It looks like you, you're never going to find another job. It's looking like the rent people are going to put you out within 30 days. It's looking like you, you never will be healed. But I promise you today, if you hold on, help is on the way. If you believe God, keep the faith. Continue to trust him. 
He's the God that can change it in the twinkling of an eye. What we should be asking God is, Lord, what would you have me to learn from this? What is the lesson you're trying to teach me, Father, out of this trial? And don't rush the trial and don't bypass it, but strengthen me to endure this trial and get the lesson that you're trying to teach me. Because God is not trying to punish us. To whom much is given, much is required. So to be saved, you've got to learn of God. To be filled with his spirit and walk in it daily, we got to learn. We got to know which way to go. Some things he'll do for us and some things he will have us to do. He said, put on the whole armor. He didn't say he was going to put it on you. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you might be, you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For you wrestle not against flesh and blood principalities, wickedness in the high places, rulers of the darkness. He got to teach you some things. Because if you don't know, that devil will get you. If you don't know God and don't know his word and understand his word and desire to live it, that devil will send a man to a woman, boy, he's so fine, it's just ridiculous. I've heard women whisper to me and say, look at him, Barbara. Don't it remind you of Billy D. Williams? I said, yeah, he's got a lot of similarities there. Oh, I just love him so much, girl. He's so sweet. Now, look, you done come a long ways. You've been battling. You've been in the church. You've been singing in the choir. You've been serving, all of this. Now, here he come. He turned all of that around. Now you're fornicating. You're laying up with him and you're not married. He said, let's move in together. You move in. Because, see, the closer he gets to you, the more the devil can use him to pull you further and further out of your place and where you should be in God. Yeah. You got people talking about, well, you don't have to have no say, man. Uh, Y'all can get together and, and, and God might. No, ain't no might. How can two walk together except they agree? It's all right to dress any old kind of way and go in the house of the Lord. It's okay today. They say come as you are. But you came as you was five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, and you're still coming as you are. When are you going to learn? When are you going to seek God for a dress code? Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's what his word said. For without holiness, no man should see God. That's his word. That's not mine. There are a lot of things. We in the politics, the church folks. When God told Israel, you don't need a king. That's how we got a president. You don't need a king. I've been your king. I've been more than fair to you. In other words, I love you. I, I, I so love you that I made you for my pleasure because I love man. But don't get caught up into the stuff of the world. You in the world, but don't be of the world. But we don't listen to that. Not only are we say we believers, we Christians, we the people of God. Not only we say this, but guess what? We in the world and of the world. 
We look like the world, we act like the world, we think like the world because we have not come out into holiness. We don't want what God's talking about. It's too boring. We don't want what he's talking about. Oh, no, he couldn't mean this. Oh, but he does. He couldn't mean that I'm going to get a short husband when I like tall men. Oh, he's going to give you what you need. The tall man won't be what you need, but the short one will. Oh, I know he ain't giving me no fat wife. I, I, I don't like fat girls, but that's what you need. Our minds got to change. He got to give us a new mind, a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. We got to stop talking about people. We got to stop judging people. Look at that spirit of jealousy. Sometimes that thing follow me all across the country. The spirit of jealousy. And do you know that spirit will kill you? I'm talking about in church folks. These folks say they preachers. These folks say they prophets. And the spirit of jealousy will jump on them right now. We got hoarding spirits, hoarding spirits. We got all kind of spirits following us around, and we won't shake that thing off. Got to shake it off. When that spirit of jealousy come, I pray the prayer of faith and bind it up and act like nothing happened. And I can see it in their face. I act like nothing is going on. For greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world because I'm not jealous of nobody. I have almighty God who have all the power. He's on my side today. Hey, and what God has for me is for me. And what God has for the other person is for them. There's no need of me being jealous of your stuff, being jealous of your gift. If he didn't give me no other gift, he gave me the gift of giving. And that's the greatest gift I think you can have of. That gift of giving, my goodness, I'm sorry, y'all just don't know. That gift of giving will get you in doors you'll never go in. That gift of giving will get you to the White House. That's where men want to go. The gift of giving We'll get you in the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. The gift of giving. But we don't believe God's word. We don't believe he loves a cheerful giver. If we did, we wouldn't be hoarding money and stuff to my, my bills do. Give and watch what happens. All of this is a part of holiness. Because, see, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not trying to hold on here. We're trying to let go because all of this foolishness is going to pass away. All the time and energy they spending and building this and build all of that is going to perish one day. Do you hear me? And it may be just one day soon. I can't put my stock and stuff in the earth. I've got to store my treasures up in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt and thieves can't break through and steal. I'm in the world, but I can't be of the world. i got to be peculiar, strange, different. Even when I talk to people, they, they look strange at me because I'm not like you. And I know this. I don't talk like you. I even talk the scriptures. 
<laughs> I'm quoting scriptures, and, and, and you don't even know it if you haven't been in the Word. The only way you're going to know in scripture is you've been in the Word, because I'm not saying that's in John 4 and 17. Uh-uh. But I know his word won't return void, you see. I know I got to drop seeds in the ground everywhere that I can. Oh, glory to you, God. I know I got to drop seeds over at the Ross, over at the Bell's Outlet, at Macy's and Penny's and wherever I go, I got to drop seed. Some plant the seed. He going to send somebody by to water it, even fertilize it, but it's God that gives the increase. The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Again, I pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more people. But that which he called me for, every day our life should be about the work of God. I feel the spirit of the Lord moving this morning. He changing somebody. He turning somebody. Are you shot huh? Hey, glory, God. Ah, yeah, thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody pondering this this morning in their heart. Hey, because they knew it was supposed to be different. Wasn't supposed to be like the church folks told them. Like that pastor lied, got up and lied to them. Yeah. There's got to be a change in us. How would people know that you are of God? Huh? See, we too into the world. The woman can't leave home without her makeup. I don't wear it. I don't need it. Even if I thought I was the ugliest creature, I don't I don't need makeup. I don't have to make up a face. I was born with one. I'm telling what God is pleased with. He wants the spirit of Jezebel out to church, but we won't we won't we won't do that. We going with the tight clothes on, we going with the stilettos on, you know. All of this, we trying to, on the creep, catch a man. Ain't nobody telling me nothing. Yeah. He want all that to go. The loud nail polish. I'm telling you the truth this way. He want all of that to go. Because he wants you to strip down and come to him just like he is. And show him, without all that stuff, you're for him. He'll know it then. Because he knew. You was in the makeup. He knew you was in the nail polish. He knew you was in the weave. See, women, we don't go and check out Apostle Paul. Men, we don't check out Apostle Paul with the dress code for us. Dress with modest apparel. All of this is holiness. Now, I'm telling you the truth. And all of this will show God that we are holy people. We want to be holy. Yeah. Listen, I got to go to one more song of the morning. When I come back, I'm going to play this clip for you, and uh, I need you to let me know what you think about the clip and everything. Okay, wait a minute. I had it. Okay. You know what? Let's play this one. Journey 
And he got to tell you, depart from me. I don't know you. <laughs> you worker of iniquity. See, because you did all of this, but you was not led by God because you was operating in your flesh. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. The white uniform with the white gloves look good. The nurses give with the white and, you know, the white gloves, and they, and they, they serve when they have a, a, a funeral and the family's in bereavement. All of that look good. But unless we're living a holy life, a clean life, before Almighty God who have all the power, I don't know what to tell you. They can say what they want with me, but I, I look at the Amish all the time, and I, and I really dig their lifestyle. Plain and simple. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to be plain and simple. But we don't let these prosperity pimps come in. We don't let these people come in because that's what we wanted to do anyway. We wanted to be in the world and of the world. Yes, we did. So this is how we doing it, like the world would. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for my reward when I get to heaven. I'm not looking for it now. Yeah, I'm looking for mine when I get to heaven. I'm not looking for it right now. Now, God has blessed me, but that was him. I have asked for things, and he did it. But the biggest reward that I'm looking for is when I go back with him. That's what I'm looking for, the mansion. I don't even need a car. I got a glorified body. That's what I'm looking for, the song of songs and the choir of all choirs. Hallelujah, glory to his majesty. Oh, yeah. So listen, I want you to listen to this clip, and uh, I'd love to hear from you about it. I had some other people who, you know, were saying that they don't think he should have said it like that. You know, there's a way to say this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, some feel like everybody's welcome in church at the hospital and let the sick come. But even the apostles understood there's a way that God wants things done. And unless we do it his way, he's not pleased. Not because he don't strike us down and kill us each of us for doing wrong like that. It does not mean he's pleased. He's a gracious and merciful, caring and loving God right now. But one day he's coming back as the great judge. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. So take a listen here at this. Thank you. 
But I believe this. If if I'm a woman and I'm wearing women's pants, I should be good. But if I'm a woman around here wearing men's pants because I want to be a man, no, God ain't going to, no, no, no. He's not pleased with that now. Uh-uh. We're talking about a holy God, clean and righteous. No blemishes, no spots. There's nothing I can point my finger at God and say you did wrong. Nothing. Everything I know about him is true. Everything I know about him, he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. So I don't think this preacher was wrong in explaining that. You know, they say he knew the person. And one person said, why did he call them to the side? No, we got to cry loud and spare not. That's the word. That's not me. That's what the word of God says. Now, if we want to be right with God, we need to go with the whole word, all the word. That we agree with and that we don't like either. We need to learn to love it and get it right and obey it at any cost. That's just the bottom line. But that's how this all this foolishness come about. The church and church folks sit back and don't say nothing. The preachers agree with everything that come their way. And if you say something not right, then they come against you. But they just have to come against me. If nobody ever come, I got Jesus. I'm telling you the truth today. And he's more than enough. And he'll supply. When my kids was acting a fool, he sent somebody else's children my way for me to love <laughs> and for them to love me. Yeah. I, I, he'll be a sister. My sister died in 1975. I don't have another biological sister. I only had that one. Carolyn was her name. And listen, she passed away. He had sent so many sisters my way. Even unsaved sisters, he said my way. And some of the unsaved sisters treat me better than the church sisters. I'm just telling you the truth. And we're still talking about holiness. And without holiness, no man shall see God. That's the word. That's what the word of God says. And you know, I believe we can see him right now today if we live holy. Meaning if we draw now to him and decide to live according to his word, God will show himself. He will show up at the schools. He'll show up at the churches. He'll show up in your community to say only a few places. These are just a few places. Because he'll show up in your job. He'll show up in your dreams. He'll show up in your house. He'll show up in your children's life, in your husband and your wife's life. That old ragged relationship you still trying to put band-aids on and, and, and hold it together, he'll show up in the relationship. We need him everywhere we go. His eyes are in every place, still beholding the evil and the good. But for God to keep us safe, we must live according to his word. Because his word is what he will honor because he know it is true. But we want to live like anything we want. Oh, no, she ain't talking to me. I'm this and I'm that. I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. But every man going to be a lie, but God is going to be true. Huh? 
So we need to go back, take a look around the old path, and consider some things. And stop with all of this worldly stuff and trying to pull God in on it. And talking about I'm saved and I know God. And I feel, let me tell you, you can feel anything you want. Without holiness, no man shall see God. That's the word. Oh, yeah. I'm going back to look now. Wherefore, sin, Matthew, I mean, Hebrews 12 and 1, wherefore, sin, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Do, do you hear what that's saying right there? There's a cloud of witnesses around. they watching. They're watching to see what we're doing. Do you know your wife will accuse you? Because you're not walking up right before her that she see God in that you're pulling. Your husband will act a donkey. He don't have no respect for you because he don't see God in you. He's saying something else. And you've got to keep these people covered in your house or you'll be sleeping with the enemy. You got to keep that husband covered, keep that wife covered. Because the devil lives at the door of married people. He just want a little crack that he can get in and tear it up. I'm going over some things here, there, and everywhere. Don't worry. Just understand this morning. So great a cloud of witness. Now, this is what God said. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do is so easily beset us. Do y'all hear that? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do it so easily beset us. If I'm sneaking and drinking, I got to give it up. I got to be of a sober mind. If I'm sneaking fornicating, don't let fornication be once named among you. You're not sinning just against God, but you're sinning against your own body. If you're still walking in the flesh, come out the flesh and walk in the spirit that you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. These are just some things I'm going over with you. After all of this, it says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Listen, take your time. Don't compare yourself to the world. Don't compare yourself to your neighbor, your coworker, what they got going, because each one of our cases are individual. My stuff is different from other people's stuff. Their stuff is different from mine. But if we're taken to God in prayer and have some patience to wait on him and do what we're supposed to do, remain holy. No hell raising, no fussing, just remain holy because what we got to believe is God has it all in control. And see, the day the woman, you know, she, she run the house uh, more than the man running. And no matter what, no matter what, if he the man, give him his place. If he out of place, get on them knees and I mean bombard heaven. Tell God about it, because he see, he already know. But you the wife, he want to see what you're going to do. You the husband, he want to see what you're going to do. 
you the daughter. My mama wrong, my dad wrong, but you the daughter. You go pray. You don't straighten your parents. You go pray. I've seen cases of where they come back and say, you know, I was wrong for that. I'm sorry. Can we pray together? And you'll hear them in the prayer, repent to God. Because he done repented or she done repented to you. Or the child done repented to you. Because we got to teach our kids all of that. My youngest son, I never had to spank him. If I spanked them, it could have been one time, if that. I brought him up in the word, and I put the word to him. Boy, when I put that word to him and, and he disobedient, you'd think I had killed him in there with a stick or something. You would think I had beat him down, yeah, because he was shamed before God, and he was sorry in his heart. My mom was sorry, and he meant it, and I knew he meant it. Hallelujah. But we just got to get lost in the word of God. And obey that word. Come out the world. If you got to cut the TV off, if you got to stop listening to them friends and hanging out with them friends, do what you got to do. But get yourself away from man and the world and get yourself in the word and in God. It's the only way we're going to go back with them. And that's not work. That's living right. Because, see, that's what they say. Once saved, always saved. Then they say this too. Uh, it's not by our works. Our work won't save us. No, it won't. It's by his grace and his mercy, but most of all, it's by his love. It's because he so loved us. But he made us for his pleasure. And when we entered the contract with him and asked him to come into our hearts and live, we believe you the son of the true and living God. Forgive me for all my sin. When we came into that contract with him, we came into more because there's more required of us. Now that we're here, because most times he show you where even when you was in the world, I was taking care of you. Before you come to me, before you receive me, I was taking care of you. And now that you've come to me, I'm going to do greater things. But you've got to give him something to work with. He gives instructions and rewards. we got to pay more attention to the instructions than we do to the reward. Because if you follow the instructions of God, the reward is automatically. Hey, glory. If you follow the instructions of Almighty God, the reward is automatic. Delight yourself in me. I will give you the desires of your heart. You ain't got to worry about getting them desires. Because if you follow those instructions, if you delighted yourself in him, giving you the desires of your heart came automatically. Yeah. In verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Right there. We're not looking unto the TV. We're not looking unto Cookie on Empire. We're not looking to the reality shows of foolishness on TV. Even have preachers on the foolishness. The devil is tricking people, even those who appear to be the very elite in God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's every day, all day we looking. Nowhere else we're not going to call Dr. Phil. We don't need Oprah take on it. 
You don't need the prophet take on it. You don't need the pastor take on it. Looking unto Jesus for yourself. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Let me tell you something. There's nothing like a good pastor. I respect the man, the woman of God, a good pastor. I had one of those. His name was Charles C. Woods. I'll never forget him. This was the greatest prophet I ever met in my life, and I know some. But listen, Charles could say one thing and God saying something else, I'm following God. And whatever Charles got up and said, I went behind Charles and talked to the Lord about it. Do y'all understand? I had a relationship for myself. Now, some people will accuse me of this. Well, God gave you a gift. He gave you gifts, too. Where you can see things. You can see things, too, but you don't pay attention. You need to sell out with your whole heart all the way out, and you will see, too. You will hear, even. But Jesus needs to be the author and finisher of our faith. We don't need to give nothing else that attention and that place other than him. He's a son of the true and living God who have all the power. Some call him Jehovah. Some call him the bright and morning star. Some call him the lily of the valley. There's so many names for him. I call him Father God. Hallelujah. Because he's much better than any daddy. He can never be a daddy. He has always been a father to me. Yeah, and there's a difference. But anyway, this is what we need to be looking. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? You heard that? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God? Jesus went on and did it. Yeah, joy was set before him. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God right now. He came and he obeyed God at any cost. When they spit on him, when they beat him all night long, he still endured. To obey God. Even in the God. He went in the God and he said, If the thing I will pass this cup from me, the cup was heavy. We're talking about, uh, Sister Jones talked about me. Look at here. This cup was heavy. He said, But nonetheless, not my will. Oh, glory. Ah, thank you, Jesus. But thy will be done. How many of us saying that every day? Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, you know these neighbors don't like me. But you say go over there. If it be your will, pass this cup from me. But nonetheless, Father, not my will, Ooh. but thy will be done. God, you know they don't like me on the job and they're talking about me bad and calling me a Bible thumping, a Bible beating, a holy roller. But, Father, you say bake them this and that and take it. Lord, pass this cup from me if it be thy will. 
but nonetheless, not my will. Hey, glory, but thy will be done. Hey, take it, take it. I take it right now. Hey, take it, God. Take it this morning. Take it. Hallelujah. Take it, take it, take it. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you said to put the tithes and offerings so that there'll be meat in the storehouse. Lord, I, I, I made just enough, and I'm still going to have to pay a partial on the light bill. But, Lord, not my will. But thy will be done. I want to obey you at any cost. It gives me joy. It's a great pleasure to obey you. Your word said that I could prove you this day, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing I don't have room enough to receive. But I'm going to tell you where a lot of it get boring at with the tithes and offerings. is when we're giving it in one building. One building. And they're using my money to glorify and beautify a building. When two blocks over, there's a family over there that's in dire straits. Well, I could be giving my money over there to help somebody along the way. But we got to go back. We got to go back to the old path and take a look around. See, things like tithes and offering, you heard what I said. Lord, I, I only made so much, God, and I just, Lord, you bless me with this money is what we're going to tell him. Listen, you bless me to make this amount. I'm paying my 10% and I'm giving 5% offering. And, Lord, because that's not much, 10% out of 100 to the Lord, that's not much. So, God, I'm doing this right here. But remember me elected, Lord. Remember this. And tell him what he said in his word. You said, if I pay it, you would open up the windows of heaven and pour my blessings. I don't have room enough to receive. Now, if your electric go off, you need to call me. Because you did what he said, and you're proving him. All your bills, I'm not saying they'll be caught up, because some things God is still using. Yeah. But it says, uh, uh, for consider him, in, in, in verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 3 it says, for, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. You know, because this one said it this way and that one said it that way. And see, he said it like this and it don't line up. It's a contradiction. No, it's not. You don't understand. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You hear me? For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You heard me tell you earlier, they talking about who talked about them. How about this man had to go to the cross? He had to suffer before he got there. He had to carry the cross up Calvary's mountain 
They done beat him until he weak. He falling down. They got a man to come and help him to bring that cross on up the hill. And when they got him up there, they stretched him out. Put the nails in his hand and his feet. Hung him up. Pierced him in his side. Thorns, a crown of thorns on his head. Gave him gall to drink. Out there talking trash to the Son of God. If you be the Son of God, come down, save yourself, foolishness. When he was dying for them too. He suffered for them too. And we heard what he said. Forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Yes. You you ain't suffered with blood. You 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 didn't shed no blood for sin. He did. And we ought to give him some reverence. We ought to obey God at any cost. Five says, and ye have forgotten the exhortation, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Are you listening to me? A lot of us, we moved away from the true church because we don't want nobody rebuking us. We don't even like the truth. We don't want nobody telling us the truth. Uh, you tell me the truth, I'm going to get it from somebody else until I get what I want to hear. Without holiness, no man shall see God. We got to get it right with him and learn to love the truth. If we look at 14, follow peace with all men. Now, that's what the words say. In some places, it says live peaceably with all men. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. We got to go back to the old path and take a look around. We got to go back in the book and look at them Ten Commandments. We got to come to the front of the book and look at the Two Commandments. He put what was in them ten into those two. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. He put that right in there. That, if you do that, you don't kill the ten. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. Because if you love somebody, you're not going to cover nothing. You're not going to be jealous of nothing. If you love somebody, you don't want to kill them. If you love them, you don't want to steal from them. If you love your parents, you want to honor them. You don't want to disrespect them. So he took the ten and put it into the two to make it easier for us. But we don't understand. We don't want to understand because we want to do what we want to do. In 15 it says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Look at this now. Looking diligently. That's constantly. Constantly. Always. Lest any man shall fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You know why? Look at this. We're not staying focused on God. We're not walking in the spirit. We don't let the flesh come in. Now we're failing. Look what it said in 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. And that's us. 
We'll do some crazy stuff right now. But God is a forgiving God. God knows my heart, and that's the problem. He knows the very intent of your heart. Yes, he does. So we just got to get it right. We got to seek God, seek him, seek him with our whole heart, diligently, looking to him diligently. He said in his word, those of us that come to him, we must believe that he is a rewarder of them. Here, go to the word again, diligently seek him. Tell the Lord about it. Lord, I want you to show me where I'm not holy. Show me that the places where I have not shown holiness, God, in me unto you and anybody else. I, I see the, the thing saying, I want to live so the world will know that I'm in God and he in me, something to that effect. Pray and ask the Lord to let him shine through you. And, Lord, I need holy boldness. Give me holy boldness. That when I see what's wrong, I can speak it out and not be ashamed and, and don't care what others say. I don't want to offend anyone, Father. But what I want to do is stand up and be bold for you. Yeah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. I think I let the chat room close. How that happen today? All right. Let, let's go back and open it. I'm going to open it back up. Sister London, brother Louie. Okay, y'all give me one second. We're getting back there. So listen, it, 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 this is another clip um, I want to share. We won't get all the way down there, but I want to share it as much as possible. And I love him because he first loved me. When I was messed up and undone, He told me years ago if he had to reach way down. And for some of us, he had to reach way down. But he found us. Rescued us. And here we are today. Sitting in heavenly places because of the goodness and the grace of the Lord. And I think we ought to just clap our hands and give him a praise right there. Amen. Amen. I look out today and I thank God for those that have come from far and near. Thank God for Dr. and Amen, Sister Bright. Amen. Okay, we're going to try to get a little further in the message. Okay, let's see. Where have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return to every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did not I tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this matter, and another said on that matter. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. 
the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the Lord hath spoken the evil concerning thee. Boy, that's a hard one. Because he refused to live and to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. The Bible says God ordained a day where he would come and reckon with Ahab. Listen to what the prophet says. God showed me a scene in heaven and a lying spirit has now come and rested in the mouth of your prophets. That's what I want to talk to you about. Just give me a few minutes. I want to talk about a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. Whether or not you believe it, we are responsible for our choices. We are the determiners of uh, which way our lives are actually going to go. Will we live to please men or will we live to please God? Uh, And knowing that God wills the highest good for our lives, will we submit to his lordship? Or will we allow the enemy to convince us that we are the masters of our fates and our futures? And no matter what we do, we can still control the outcome. I wonder sometimes how people come to the place of believing what they believe. Because when you step back and are able to take a look at the scene, many times, and I know for me personally, there were things that I I did before I came to the Lord in my youth and in my ignorance, I can look back on now, and I wonder how did I ever have that type of mindset. You know, some of you can look back and see how you were kind of crazy before you came to God. The stuff that you convinced yourself of was absolutely ludicrous. But you believed it with everything. 
now that we have come to God, we have clarity of thought. And we can look back and see how that it was nothing but the work, the plan of the enemy to get us to think in that way. But you know, this is a generation now that feels like it is untouchable. I mean, there are no consequences in this generation, and in spite of all of the statistics and all of the evidence around them to the contrary, this generation feels like they can get away with absolutely everything. And I keep asking the question, when was the last time you saw a 75-year-old drug dealer? You don't, you don't see that kind of thing. If you do, it's an anomaly. It, it is not the norm, you know, because the life catches up with you after a while. And what we want to do now, amen, we want to be free, and we want to be uh, loose in our mind to do what it is that we want to do. We want to live how we want to live and still control the outcome. Serve the Lord. So what do we do? We just go about, amen, and we find, amen, validation in the things of the world. And now uh, we have a whole generation of people who go to church now, amen, who still don't believe the word of the Lord. We want to be able to have our pleasure and still have the church at the same time, amen. Nobody now wants to make the decision to claim that if we are saved, how can we claim salvation unless we claim it, amen, based on what it is we're reading about what God has said in the pages of the Word of God. How can you be saved unless you are saved according to what God has already declared? We cannot make up stipulations and mandates and requisites, amen, in order for us to make it to heaven. We got to come God's way. If you are going to make it, family, you got to get that God's way because God is not accepting variations of holiness. If you're going to get in, you're going to have to be holy even as God is holy. But we don't have that now. What we have, and you see it going across the nation now, anything that is traditional, anything that is established is being overturned. Everybody now, amen, wants a new system of doing everything. You look at politics now, amen, everybody wants to overturn everything, amen, and let's just get a whole new system together. You got folk talking crazy on the right, and you got folk talking crazy on the left, amen, and now that's the spirit that has taken over, amen, this entire generation, as a matter of fact. Have you seen what's going on on our college campuses now? I've told because college professors, amen, are not as lenient as liberal parents. Uh, even the children on college campuses now, amen, want to change the whole standard of the college. Uh, listen, after a while, everything is just going to be thrown up in the air, and it's just going to be a free ball. Just do whatever you want to do. You don't have to adhere to any rules, any regulation. Anytime now you say you can't do this, amen, then everybody wants to validate, amen, and speak of freedom. Of choice. I can do what I want to do. Yes, you can, but now you can't expect a good outcome if you don't do what God has commanded for you to do. I knew y'all was going to get quiet. I'm going to preach anyway. Amen. We've got to understand that this hour, amen, this spirit is even creeping over into the body of Christ. And it is my job now as a man of God, as an apostle of Jesus Christ to remind you that God's got a way that you can't go over. God's got a way that you can't go under. God got a way you can't go around. Touch somebody and tell them you must come in at the door. And Jesus said, I am the door. But Yahweh said, look, can I preach here? You cannot come in unless you come by 
the truth. In order for you to embrace that lie, you got to reject the truth. And a rejection of the truth brings its own consequences. Ahab, hear me, was a man who left following after the true and living God to go after other gods that could not profit. One of the major errors that Ahab made, if not the major error, was that he married a woman by the name of Jezebel. We know everybody uh, talks about Jezebel because she painted her face, and she did. She did just what you say she did. Painted that face out. But there was something else going on with Jezebel. Jezebel was a controlling for y'all getting quiet now. Jezebel, if you really break it all the way down and do uh, uh, some extensive research, you'll find out that it really means one without cohabitation. She can't get along with nobody. If she want what you got, she'll kill you. Boy, y'all getting quiet. I ain't got no no help in here today. She'll kill you to get what she wants. She doesn't know how to take no for an answer. And you know what Jezebel looks for? She looks for somebody weak. And she looks for somebody impressionable. She looks for somebody that doesn't have the strength or the courage to stand against whatever it is she devises. She looks for easy picking. And I have compromised and married Jezebel. And you got a whole bunch of folks compromising and marrying a Jezebel. Lord, can I say this? I still don't understand how you can be saved and speak in tongues and marry somebody that don't even believe that you got to be saved. How in the world are you saved and so spiritual that God spoke to me about you the other day and God can't tell you that uh, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers? Oh, come on now. Well, Pastor, he said he's going to get saved after we get married. How many lies do the devil have to tell you before you figure out he's the father of lies? You know the devil will tell you anything to get you, but once he got you, what is this incentive to change now? You better be smarter than that. Somebody tell them, neighbor, we're smarter than that, aren't we? Hey, man, we're not going to fall for that, are we? Hey, man, the devil's going to get us to compromise. And now here you are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and done marriage somebody that now they're looking at you, telling you you go to church too much. Child, they don't take all of that. You ain't got to live like that. The devil is a liar. You done got a hold to a snake. I wish I could preach to somebody. You got to be disciplined enough to know when God is saying no. And if Ahab had a shame away from Jezebel, the story might have ended quite differently. The Bible says that Ahab walks away from God and now he hearkens to the voice of false prophets. Uh, thank you, kind spirit. Uh, one of his problems was that Ahab didn't like to hear the truth of the word. He didn't like to hear the truth because where he was concerned, the truth about him was never easy to hear. 
your cars and houses. Because he was busy prophesying, get right, get saved, or there's doom coming. If you know you're not saved, but somebody keep prophesying blessings over you, that's a false prophet. Because the Bible says, well, what would it, boy, ain't got no help on this side, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and still lose it? So why would God give you a house and not tell you that it's time for you to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? He's not trying to get you into a mansion. He's trying to get you into heaven. And the only way you're going, you've got to be saved. time my pastor told me this was going to be my year. God was about to open doors for me, and God was about to... Listen, if God is not telling you you need to be saved, then that ain't God talking to you. And I'm trying to figure out now how are all of these prophets prophesying, but we never hear that God is calling people to repentance. You know why? It's because the enemy is trying to get you comfortable in the place that you are. But the devil is a liar. It's time for the real men and women of God to stand up and be counted in this hour. We got to carry the truth of the word. If they don't like us, that's their problem. We got to be instant in season. Out of season, reprove, rebuke. And extract with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time has come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they are heaping to themselves teachers having an itching. Just tell me something that's going to scratch my ear. Don't talk to me about my soul. Anoint my hand so when I scratch that lottery ticket, God's favor go. Boy, some of y'all getting quiet. It took me a few weeks, but I'm going to hit you today. The tax is $1.3 billion. You know what the church could do if I win that lottery? I just need you to pray for me. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying you lose your dollar on your way to the store. Don't even waste your time. Because the devil's got, boy, y'all get quiet here. The devil's got a plan for you. God, the boy, y'all ain't saying nothing. used to see these crazy things on TV. Late at night, one woman was testifying on broadcast. I want to thank God because I came to the prophet last week and the prophet anointed my elbows and, and he, rubbed, he rubbed all on my elbow and I was walking through the casino. As I was in the casino and I bumped into the slot machine and I won. And I want to thank God and give God the glory because the prophet anointed my elbow. And all I had to do was bump into the machine. And I started winning. Coins started falling out the bottom. Do you know that wasn't God? Look at y'all ain't saying nothing. How you don't say that wasn't God? If the prophet anointed her elbow and if she bumped into the machine and won, how can you say that ain't God? I'll tell you how. It's because sometimes you got to know the difference between a blessing and a bribe. That ain't no blessing. You know what the devil do in a situation like that, the devil will get you hooked on gambling, or he'll let you win a thousand a day, because you're going to lose 50,000 tomorrow, and 
Give me a minute to preach this. He told me to go buy a ticket, and I won $50 the first time. That's how drug dealer gets you. He ain't never tried this. Well, he go just try. Oh, he know if he can get you hooked that first time, you coming back. to all night and it's nobody but the Lord. Now we're going to take you to the country church. Here we go.
We thank God. We thank God for living right. That's all I can say today again. We got to get it right with him. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and God bless each and every one of you. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. And, Father, we ask that you meet the need in each of our lives today according to your riches and glory by your Son, Christ Jesus. Bless our going out and bless our coming in today, O God. Again, in Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. And again, I'm going to say bye-bye.